0: beautiful hello and welcome back to the Ajuma show show show, show show
1: show
0: show my name i'm Angie kim is, i'm <laughs> peter kim we're your host hey you might be wondering is that the same Ajuma show that was on the stitcher 100 top movers
1: <gasps> what uh, is it
0: it definitely is, and it's the we. When they emailed us that we were on that list, I, I, fo- I forwarded that email to Eunji and I was like, "Is this a scam? A scam. What's going on here?" <laughs> and then I did some research, and we actually were. So, yay! Yeah,
1: I was. I remember that email. Is this a scam? I was like, I don't know. It's a weird scam to try to pull.
0: <laughs> I know what a specific scam. Hey, you were on this list that I can prove. <laughs>
1: And, like, it's just preying on your, like, insecurities Insecurities.
0: (laughs) (laughs) and sense of self-worth. There's no money in it. I mean, what an honor. I, I didn't even know that list existed. So, you know, that's very cool. So thank you, Stitchers, for putting us on. Stitcher, if you don't know, is a podcast audio, like, aggregation site. That you can listen. It's like p- a podcast platform, kind of like yeah. iTunes and Spotify. Except, I'd
1: imagine there's many of you that are listening to us on that.
0: Yeah. So yeah. thank you for listening to us on Stitcher and making us move, move, move. Um, now, <laughs> what else uh, did we? Oh, there was something else that we were celebrating with Ajma. Oh, over nineteen thousand listens.
1: Oh yeah, that's, that's a lot.
0: amazing. Mm-hmm. So thank you, guys. Thank you for coming back and listening week after week. If this is your first podcast, hey, go back and listen to the other 45 episodes. This is episode 46, baby. Woo-woo. I know. And I don't know how much of these we've done. I, I should go back and count. But a lot of these done have, have been done on a remote setting. Like Unji and I sound like we're in the same room, but we're not.
1: We're not. I don't. I can't touch Peter. I can't There's look at his no face. There's no way
0: to look at you. Yeah. Oh. I know good
1: because I'm like I'm I am airing out right now
0: (laughs) good oh by the way here's an update for me um I'm gonna be back in Chicago what when yeah May um 6th through the 8th very quick (laughs) 6th through the 8th yeah
1: for what I'll be there
0: I'm going back to shoot that web series wait aren't we shooting together
1: which web series or no Code, oh, the swi- code switch Wait,
0: am I allowed to talk about it or no? I don't Who know. Who cares? <laughs> it's more publicity for them, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's this really cool uh web series that uh Karan Sunil and some other of our brown friends in Chicago, uh South Asian friends, started and they they had a whole Kickstarter and they got funding so they're shooting the whole series and I'm so excited and I'm going back and shooting a couple of scenes. Ooh. Yeah. I'm very excited. So I, I would love to see you and yeah. see everyone in two days, I guess, before. Well, what <laughs> days are you actually shooting? There. The 6th and the 7th.
1: Damn. And when do you leave on the 8th? Late at night. Okay.
0: Yeah, like 7 p.m. or something like that.
1: <clears throat> okay.
0: Yeah. So we'll, hopefully we'll have a chance to just catch up real quick in person. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. But I'm so excited. I haven't been yeah. back since I left.
1: It is, and it's like a perfect time of year to come back.
0: Oh yeah, early May, spring is Ooh. turning. Leaves, uh, uh, trees are blooming. I'm sure my allergies are going to be out of control, but you know it'll be <laughs> it'll be worth it.
1: <laughs> do you not take a Claritin D every day?
0: I do not. I don't want to get used to it. You know me. We talked even, about this. You and I, know, I like the, to suffer.
1: But who's gonna get you?
0: What do you Who mean, wins
1: if you take the Claritin D every day? Who's uh-huh. winning?
0: The pharmaceuticals (laughs) and science wins and I'm not letting that happen. Not under my watch and not under God's eye.
1: Because let me tell you, I mean, I've started to suffer from allergies in the last couple of years and like I take that shit right away. The second I feel first thing in the
0: morning, you pop it.
1: Well, usually at night because I can feel it coming on. Like I used to I went to a doctor because my nostril was hurting.
0: (laughs) What does that mean?
1: (laughs) Like well, like the outside, I the push inside, it. what? Yeah, the inside. So whenever it felt like it's like whenever I would push my uh, right nostril, mm-hmm. it would like hurt like a pimple was like inside.
0: Oh, and it, was it wasn't sore. an internal pimple because I get those.
1: Yes, but it was incredibly tender and would last for many weeks.
0: Oh, and then
1: I went to the doctor and he was like, I don't know. And I realized- I don't actually, know.
0: That's the worst thing for a doctor to say.
1: <laughs> once I went to a doctor about a skin thing. And at the end of it, he, he's like, I don't know what that is. But I was like, okay, I, sh- I guess I should go to a specialist. And he, as I was leaving, he was like, hey. And I turned around and he goes, if you find out what it is, let me know. I'm interested.
0: Jesus Christ. <laughs> what a nightmare.
1: <laughs> but like, um, I, sort of, I, I realized in the last couple of years, what that is, is an allergy. I I'm, mean, I'm, that's me, my no- nostrils, like, flaring up. That's how it manifests.
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah. So I take a Claritin D or, I, like, you know, a Zyrtec, whatever. I'm like, I've gotten a lot more allergy in the last two years. There's nothing wrong with this pill.
0: What, Claritin D? Yeah. Claritin D does not work for me.
1: Does Z- Zyrtec, Zyrtec does?
0: Zyrtec works a little bit, Allegra kind of works. I need like a new. You know what I'm saying? Like I've taken them too much and now none of I've I've grown immune.
1: Wow, is that what happens?
0: Yeah, you get your body gets used to the medication and it does it just doesn't like work anymore.
1: What about Flonase?
0: I've tried Flonase. Does and? not work. At all? No, I have like severe allergies. That's why I sound nasal all the time. My nose is, like, constantly clogged.
1: See, I'll be honest. Okay, you say that you sound lazy, and that's why. I actually think of it as, like, a very Asian-American quality to your voice.
0: Oh, yeah, that too. Asian. (laughs) You know why? I feel like here's my theory on it is that a lot of Asian-Americans lack a bridge in their nose, which is why we get it, you know, structurally. I mean, we do it cosmetically. Yes. So... I think because the bridge of my nose is kind of collapsed, uh-huh. it creates this nasally tone in my voice. Now, if I get a uh plastic surgery to uh-huh. build a bridge on my nose, you know how some Korean girls or n men get that, and it looks so awkward. Yes, you know what I'm saying? It just looks like your where did that nose come from
1: it looks it, it looks like somebody like put a nose on your face
0: yeah <laughs> you look like a mr <laughs> potato head
1: yes and, it's it like, just it's, yeah.
0: I don't want that, but if I could not sound nasally and breathe better, I might just need to get it.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, even if you do it right, teggy like, hijacked, like, very, like, uh-huh. subtle, uh-huh. and you just trim the little bit at the tip of the nose, you know, bring it together. Yeah. You don't have to look like MJ. Uh, not MJ, like.
0: And MJ's nose yeah. collapsed back in, so it was, like, it was futile. Yeah. yeah. What he did.
1: So, I, yeah, I would say it's more like just a classic, it's subtle, mm-hmm. like a Korean girl, a, a, like a Korean girl who's just like turned 30, isn't married yet, and needs to like a little something extra in the to be competitive in the marriage market. That kind yeah,
0: of. Yeah, just a little boost so that yeah. she could have some sun coming in. Yeah. Like, wet, so, like, you know dating. what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, you
1: still look like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you still kind of look like yourself, but also, are you Anne Hathaway?
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like if you turn it this way, you're like, "Is that aunt?" No, that's a Korean girl.
0: No, that's Su Jin <laughs> For those
1: of us different. who don't,
0: for those of you who don't know, Su Park, shame on you! And <laughs> how old the are you? She was one of our kickass Koreans. She was one of our kickass Koreans, and also yes. one of the first Koreans to be blasted in the cable market on MTV.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> she really was good though
0: she was great i really liked
1: her she's still doing stuff
0: is she good for her yeah what about about sway do you remember sway
1: oh yeah i remember sway way i was way into sway
0: i loved sway i thought he was very like
1: he was cool
0: he was handsome cool he looked like he was kind of like the quiet leader of the pack
1: he was like the one that was most outwardly and like would more, yeah, most outwardly sort of like break from the MTV journalism thing. Yes. Like, cause Gideon Yao would never do that. He was like, oh, I'm a journalist. And so oh, it was yeah, Sujin. And Sway was a little more like, man, I'm just like a guy. And like a, a cool dude guy my... who loves yeah. hip hop. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and like he would break out of that more often as sort of my, I guess, that was my impression of him. He was just cooler.
0: Yeah, he was. And then there was that weird guy, Jesse. Remember, he was, like, kind of punk rock, skinny. Yes, yes. Hair was everywhere. But I was like, yes. is he punk rock or is he, like, Brit pop? Like, I just did not get it.
1: Okay, so that guy is from the earlier iteration. He's more, like, with, like, Kurt Loder, that era, right? Or was he? He,
0: uh, he was, like, right around. I feel like he was Sujin Pak's generation. Jesse.
1: Yeah cuz you know what there was a guy like that Jesse Camp.
0: Jesse Camp, that's him.
1: Yes, you're right. He definitely mm-hmm. had that whole like heroin chic. He
0: did. Thing. Before it was heroin chic, before heroin chic was heroin chic. He had it. And he had, he was wearing like weird scarves all the time with trench coats. I yes, feel like the
1: weird scarves, 100% yes.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was very like Aerosmithy, Mick Jaggery kind of feel. But in, yeah. like, the late 90s in response to Backstreet Boys, I guess? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I miss TRL. Apparently, TRL's still going on. I have not... It's back. It's back, right? Like It
1: left, and then it came back.
0: And apparently, it's not, like, Total Request Live, what it used to. Remember, like, they we used to, like, actually request the videos, and then yes. it would go on, and then we would see if our, like, favorites made it? Now mm-hmm. it's, like, barely videos. It's, like, a bunch of people, like... Doing hashtag and meme games—it's like ter- totally turned into like some millennial garbage thing.
1: Yes, the millennial. There are sometimes with the millennial stuff where I'm just—it's I am rapidly aging out of even understanding it a little bit.
0: Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know, I it's mean, making like, me really
1: sad. <laughs> I mean, it was like I got the first sense that this was happening when I I joined Tumblr, and like oh, couldn't Tumblr. figure it out.
0: Oh, yeah, I remember that. I still don't really know how Tumblr works.
1: Oh, 100% I don't. And the same thing with, like, meme culture and stuff like that. There's, like, it's like I'm aware of it. I know that I guess I could do it, but there's no part of me that even on a, like, there's no part of me that understands or identifies with any of it. Like, if you were to show it to me in a gift form on Facebook, I'd be like, oh, I understand what this is. But in its natural Environment, habitat. Yeah, mm. it is natural habitat. I have no, – I cannot – I wouldn't be it's able confusing. to at all. It's very confusing.
0: It's confusing and then there's like multiple frames you could upload and then you have to like kind of click through them and it's just bad. But I will say Tumblr is yeah. great for porn. <laughs> it's amazing yeah. for gay porn. I'm sure straight porn is great too but like who cares about that?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, it's – the gay porn is in Tumblr format as GIFs?
0: As GIFs and small videos. And sometimes just like a set of photos, you know, like a progressive set of photos where the guys like the first picture is him like wearing a suit and entering into a like corporate office thing. And then the second shot is of the guy interviewing him like being inappropriate. And the third frame is the the interviewee (laughs) going, hmm, can I do this? And the fourth frame, he's just getting rammed. (laughs) So it's like (laughs) it's like a four panel cartoon, you know. (laughs) one of those that funny, always ends
1: with the same way
0: with with the guy being rammed and then having this uh, uh having his face like squ- squanched up in pain <laughs> cuz you they're always in pain even though they're not because guess what if you're watching gay porn and if you're watching just anal porn in general like they've completely prepared for that like they've stretched yeah. it out yeah. they have yeah. anal yeah. um what are those called not beads but um those toys that they uh-huh. shove in, and then like you know, it gets loosened up pretty quickly by experience. Let me tell you, and um, <laughs> and you it's know, mostly
1: about relaxing as well.
0: It's relaxing. It's a lot of mental. Here's something that yes. you might have not known that um, I didn't realize that like straight people didn't realize this, but you know, there are two sphincters in the anus, and okay. you have to get through both of them. Yeah. To have anal sex. Yeah. So a lot of like straight men or like frat guys who are like not who are like homoerotic, but also homophobic at the same uh-huh. time. Uh-huh. There's this phrase called like you have to break. It's not gay until you break through the second wall. Uh-huh. And that second wall is your second sphincter. So the first sphincter is like a biological uh, sphincter where like you can train you can train it like to open up. And the second sphincter, which is inside uh, of your body, is uh, it's mental, and it's you more control of a spiritual it, you, you sphincter? Con- yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's your <laughs> angel chakra, tr- and that's
1: truly your third eye. Is what you're saying?
0: <laughs> it's actually no. The first sphincter is your th- fourth eye, and then the second sphincter is your fifth eye. So open it all up. Anyway. See everything. Did, see everything. <laughs> In full view. <laughs> um and I, wait, I was explaining so I- that to someone, a straight girl, and she was like, I had no idea because I she you know she's had anal sex before, but like she had no idea that there was a second wall there. Anyway, so so,
1: so wait, is it like yeah, I mean I I totally understand, but like explain to me what You mean by the inter like the second sphincter. So like is the is that like at full hilt or is that you know, like what do you mean by that?
0: So (laughs) so when you're entering someone's anus, sure. The the anus part that we see is your first sphincter. The one that like cuts off the poop. Right. Right. And then yeah. as you go in, there's a second sphincter that you have to stretch in order to get in there inside, like a couple of inches inside the anus.
1: Okay. Yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. That's what yeah. I mean. You have yeah, to yeah, relax. Yeah, yeah. You can, oh, you, that one can really. Oh, yeah. Only be, sh- I mean, you have to relax.
0: You have to do it with your brain and yes. your breathing. Right. Breathing. Yeah. You know, get yourself into downward dog, child pose, (laughs) whatever it helps. Child pose.
1: Oh. 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 Oh.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, go into half pigeon, whatever you need Ah! (laughs) (laughs) to relax yourself
1: for anal sex. Yeah, uh, mostly you you got to close your eyes. You got to breathe through. and I mean, it's really... You have to do it with your partner. The breathing.
0: Yeah, it's like Lamaze. I feel. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if it is, but like, isn't Lamaze so that you breathe through pain?
1: Yes. Yeah. It so is. So
0: it's kind of the same thing.
1: But I mean, I didn't do. I didn't even take that class. I was like, I'm gonna do the drugs.
0: <laughs> you didn't do the breathing classes. No. Oh, why? If you take drugs, you don't. You don't have to do the. He- he- Where's the pain? Oh. Okay. Wait. So. Tell me about that. So, when you get drugged up for your labor, you don't feel uh-huh. a thing?
1: You feel pressure.
0: Oh, wow. Like you have to take a big poop?
1: No, like on your entire body, right? Oh, it's like, gotcha. it's very like, n- I described it as like, by the way, did not make me popular with the nurse, but I was like, it's sort of like <laughs> nummies for your body. Um, and I, you nummies know, nummies like, okay. for your body? Yeah.
0: <laughs> What's nummies? Like no, yeah, when
1: with co- when you have when you do cocaine and you rub the oh, residual oh, powder num- on your gums and stuff. I didn't realize that
0: was called nummies. Okay, yeah. 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 <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it was like it's like that for your body. It's like Novocaine. God, gotcha. that's how it that's okay. the sensation. And like, and it's you're very you're relaxed. It's I was I was bored. Um,
0: wow. Yeah. That's how long was your labor?
1: Twenty hours.
0: Twenty hours. Yeah. Holy shit! And you weren't C section, right? You were natural.
1: No, I was C section.
0: Oh, you were C section.
1: It was an emergency C section. <laughs> no way. Yeah. So the first five. Okay, the first six hours, I was not drugged. They were trying to, you know, you they. You always want to try to give birth uh, naturally and you know, vaginally, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like as the and it seemed like I was going to be giving birth pretty soon. Uh, they're like, do you want that epidural? I was like, fuck yes. And so, and at that point, I hadn't been doing anything different. Mm. Um, You just endure the pain. Okay. It's like, yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty painful, but like, I will say like, I've had a kidney stone mm. and that was more That was painful. more painful? Yeah.
0: I imagine the, because ki- I've had kidney stones too. Yeah. And that was a very like sharp pain. Yes, yes. Whereas I I imagine labor pains to be like more of a duller, Pain. Steady, steady, dull. Yeah, pain. yeah, yeah. Okay. But it's
1: very intense. It, c- it gets very sharp as the more it intensifies.
0: Oh wow! As the contractions yeah. get yes, closer. Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. So
1: like initially, it feels like if someone is pushing all of your insides together.
0: Oh. You know what? when you're
1: really hungry.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so it's imagine like that. oh, like cramps. it's like cramps. Hunger So imagine
1: cramps. that. Yeah, feel like that, except times like fifty. Oh. And my And then it, that's God. increasing. So it's, I mean, it's like, it's, it's different pain than kidney, but kidney is like really bad.
0: Um, Honey, that sounds horrific. I, why (laughs) any woman has to ever go through that? I will. It's just unfair is what I'm going to (laughs) say. All right.
1: So, yeah, I mean, but then after that I had my epidural and then I was just in labor for a really long time. And then I was like, and then it was like, you can't be in labor that long. It like endangers the child and the mother. Um oh. so that's so why they did a C emergency C section.
0: Gotcha. I was an E C as well.
1: Yes, yeah, so was I. Yeah.
0: So oh no I. way. Yeah. Interesting.
1: My mom and, like and I the mean, cycle it,
0: continues.
1: It, yes. <laughs> well, yeah. We're I supposed mean, my mom... to be smarter. Yes. Or that's Are what we? my mom says. <laughs> okay. That's yeah. really nice of your mom. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because our um skulls don't get crushed on the way out. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) (laughs) But who knows? I don't know. Sometimes you see like doctors doing C-sections and then they're clamping the baby's head with like a big like silver thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm sure, and that baby's head when they're coming out of the body is like Play-Doh basically. It's yeah, mo- but it's they try multiple. not to do,
1: yeah, but they try not to do forceps anymore. It's like a, but I mean, people. Oh, forceps,
0: like, that's the word.
1: Yeah, and they go back and forth on it. And some people, like, if you do it right, you can do it, et cetera. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was just, it was a, an emergency situation, not a big deal also. But, yeah, I was on, I, I had an epidural very early on. I did not last more than uh, five hours. Like, basically, the pain got to an eight. No, mm. it got to an eight a couple of times, and I was like, I'm good. If this oh, is a fucking wow. option, why would I endure that?
0: Yeah, why would you? I mean, there must be a downside to taking drugs, right? Or no? No. Really? Why isn't everyone taking it? Oh, because it's expensive? No. Then what the fuck? Are, are, are women just doing it because they're like, oh, I need to feel at one with the universe and,
1: yes, and this it's, part I think, of motherhood? And it's the same reason why you don't want to take Claritin D
0: uh full circle back yeah (laughs) because (laughs) because we don't want science to win that's what yeah
1: i mean and there's this like idea that some people have i mean there's no scientific evidence i mean Mm -hmm. not in any sort of overwhelming capacity but that like you know it can affect the child you know there's always stuff and i'm not knocking women who choose not to do it but like I I am good with that, and it's it's also a matter of like being connected to your child. You're not like all hooped up oh, on yeah. drugs right yeah, after, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and also give, having epidural does delay um, contractions, so you wind up being so you're in, in labor, labor, labor longer. Exactly. Oh goodness. So there's I mean there's a wide variety of reasons, but like I interesting. just interesting. I did not care. I okay. mean, okay. Well, I mean, good it's, for you.
0: I applaud yeah. your choices. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean it's it's a it's a very personal decision. So
0: Yeah. To each her own.
1: Yeah. So I'm I mean, i do not I mean the thing is the older I get and the more um having had a child, I judge people so much less.
0: You like, mean shit is- you mean when it comes to motherhood or in general? In general. Really? Yes. Interesting. I Why mean you can that? imagine how
1: fucking judgmental I was before.
0: I know. You were terrified. <laughs> I didn't want to perform in front of you. (laughs) Shut (laughs) up. You were taking notes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah, I was... I mean, I'm just a monster. I know. But, like, having had a child, it makes me less like that. Because there's like... That's wonderful. I I wish that was
0: true for most mothers out there. But I know that it's not. Because there are horrible mothers out there.
1: Yes. They They become more judgmental. But it's, like... For me, I see the myriad of choices that my friends and people in my life have made and it's like i can't look at most of my friends and think any of them are making a choice based uh rooted in anything other than love
0: so wow that is really big of you and here's what i'm gonna i'm gonna call bullshit and i don't believe you I don't know what you're on today, but give me the unji back that I know and I love and I do this fucking podcast with. Where's the dirty down?
1: (laughs) I told you, I'm wearing these fucking heels. They're messing me up.
0: You are wearing some chubby, chubby heels today.
1: Some chubby little heels. Yeah. And you're a different
0: person. I don't even know you right now. (laughs) You need to take a backseat and bring the fucking dusty ass, crotchety ass, immigrant ass bitch back here right now.
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, I can't. Sorry. All right.
0: All right. Well, maybe next week.
1: <laughs> when so I take off these fucking heels. <laughs> I mean, no. Well, I mean, it's it's uh, granted. I mean, you know me, and in practice, this is, doesn't always pan out.
0: No, <laughs> so. I'm glad that you're trying to better yourself as a mother and as a mid thirty year old woman. Uh, kudos to you. Uh,
1: yeah, I yeah. mean, it's but the only reason is because like I'm fucking up all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Like all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And so like how can I you know, and it's like I am only doing I'm trying the best that I can and this and this I is where we solid. net it out. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So if you don't have a positive lookout outlook, then what else do you really have?
1: Yeah. I mean I'm putting in a B minus performance as a mother on a good day.
0: <laughs> like <laughs> what the f- And that's on a curve.
1: That's on a curve. I yeah. mean, and that's like what the fuck am I gonna do? I mean, like, I can't. And, this, and it's honestly me trying my best. Like, this is me going home and I'm studying. I'm, I'm putting in the work.
0: You're doing it. I don't even, I mean, do you think if you, wait, first of all, would you have another child?
1: I would. I would, but it is uh, contingent on a lot of things that are not in my control.
0: Right. So if you had, let's say everything was uh, hunky-dory and you have another child. Yeah. Do you think it'll be easier because you've went through it, or do you think it'll be just as weird and unique and different because the child is different?
1: Oh, I think it'll be insane. Yeah, right? I think it's madness. I think I it'd mean, be crazy. Yeah. I mean, I fucking, uh, I, took a t- I took a plan B last month. Like, I'm not. Good for like, you.
0: Yeah. But do I'm you just have saying- plan B at the house, or do you have to go out and get it? <laughs> you
1: gotta go out. <laughs>
0: oh okay <laughs>
1: but i mean like it's just...
0: do they expire or something no oh okay
1: but i mean like it's just one of those things where it is very very hard mm. like imagine your life being incredibly full Chuck. Full i don't know what gills.
0: that feels like
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes you do i mean like you, you when you uh, uh, if you are in a place where your every single waking moment is occupied
0: that's okay. not the case for me, UNG. I you, you and I lead very different lives. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the times, I'm, I, it's me doing a deep sigh and going, should I get a job? <laughs> <Like> it, <laughs> what am I doing with my life? But yes, I, I'll imagine if your life is me. chock full and then what?
1: And trying to squeeze more into it. Oh, yeah. You know, because like, and the thing is, you know, that you as a human being as a, uh, you know, are are malleable and porous. And of course, you'll make room. Mm-hmm. But like looking at my life now, I'm just like, where, where,
0: where and when?
1: And and also physically in my ho- house, where would this yeah. child go? Yeah, uh, <laughs> they would <laughs> like, have I to bunk
0: have, up the, the two kids. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I just yeah, have yeah. no
1: room. And like, mm-hmm. I mean, just in my space. In my sort of like the bandwidth I have for things, you know, like I'm not good enough. I need to, you know, I. I no, you need to be in an yeah.
0: another uh, tax bracket so you could hire a nanny.
1: Oh, yeah, 100%. That's and what that's you what need. I mean. Yeah, that's, yeah. there's like, that's, that's what I mean. Like, I would really, like, my parents and. Everyone in my life would really need to be like be a tribe and a village, and like we'd have to do this shit together <laughs> <laughs> like w- yeah. it would have to be it would have to be a collective decision, yeah, and if anyone says no i I can't do this,
0: yeah, everyone needs to step their collective pussies up, yes, together,
1: yeah and and then it's like I see people that are able to do it with less, and I totally commend people who are able to. Like good on you, but it's just like that's not.
0: That's not you.
1: That's not me, you're and not and, and I can't I can't compromise. Good for um, you.
0: Don't ever compromise on bringing a child into the world. I'm very like adamant <laughs> against like willy nilly births. You know what willy-nilly, I'm saying? nilly but- births. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. There's a carbon <laughs> footprint you're not even thinking about.
1: Yeah, anyway. I mean, 100. I mean, like, I just. That, to me, is the larger part of it. Like, having done this and having done it, I I know what it'll take to get the the next one. And I think a lot of women my age specifically don't don't ask enough of their partners. I think women my age take on a lot more of the emotional labor in a situation. I mean, Mm -hmm. like... And, and and that's just because a lot of the times at least at our age a majority of our life adult lives have been spent with a person. Mm-hmm. And if you're a man that means that you've had a woman do your laundry, buy your shoes or like make you dinner for like most of your working life. Right? Buy
0: your shoes.
1: Peter, <laughs> I can't even.
0: You buy that's- your husband's shoes?
1: Not anymore. Uh- <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, what an old world sentiment.
1: Yes, it is. It is very old. I mean,
0: at least you have a whole family unit going and you have a house and everything. Like, imagine single moms.
1: I can't. I can't.
0: I look back and my mom was a single mom and I'm like, what the fuck? How did I ever talk back to her or give her any fucking attitude, call her a bitch to her face? Like, I did all those things and I was like, how did I'm so ashamed of myself. I need to like, I need to make it up to my mom. That's I truly am like trying to get rich just so that I could buy my mom a fucking house. That's really (laughs) what it comes down to.
1: Peter, can I tell you something? What? I've had the same thought like about my mom and like how bad I was to her and like feeling sorry and Mm -hmm. trying to be bigger. And exactly the same thing. Like, I just want to buy her a house. That's it. But do you understand that that is a very
0: Korean thing.
1: Yes. But it's also a very specifically a poor person thing. (laughs)
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No
1: rich kid.
0: <laughs> no, yeah. There's no way fucking Paris Hilton's like I just want to do better so I could buy my mama a house. Yes. No.
1: Yes. And and I didn't re- you know when I realized this, I was watching um Last Chance You, And it's a um, a documentary series on Netflix about these like sort of troubled co- collegiate football athletes that have gotten in trouble with the law or like behaviorally speaking or academically and mm-hmm. they go to a junior college. Mm. And they tried to make it back to the D1 school. Mm. And all of them like, were like talking about buying their moms a house.
0: Oh, my God. That is so and, funny.
1: Yes. And I was like, that's like me. And then there was like a beat and like Max was looking at me and I'm like, you've never said that. Like Max has <laughs> never said that about his parents because they fucking live in a house.
0: They have a house. What the fuck <laughs> they need a house for? Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: I think it's also like poor kids <laughs> like us. When yeah. we were growing up. Um, I don't know if you ever had to deal with it, but your parents, I, I, I'm sure, have. But our landlord used to, like, knock on our door because we were late on rent every single yeah. month. Wow. And, and my dad would make me go out there and talk to this Russian landlord because I knew <laughs> English and he didn't. And right. he would make me, like, lie to him and be like, oh, so-and-so died or, like, uh, you know, like, so, uh, so my dad got into a car accident. You know, like, I would have to, like, spin up lies and... So And I did, I'm did i like 11, 12 yeah. years old. You know what I'm saying? Like the horror that I had to go through to make sure to like to A, lie for my family so that we can get the fucking rent to them yeah. and constantly be threatened to be evicted. That mm. is like a core. That is a trauma that is like to my core that I cannot shake. And I'm constantly thinking about eviction.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a. What is it? I think like kids first generation kids because of this language thing oftentimes learn too soon that their parents are not yes, perfect,
0: yes, that's exactly it
1: and that is a trauma that like all people go through, but I think very specifically for immigrant kids mm-hmm. with this language thing learn too young.
0: we go through it so fast like so fast I, I mean I was t- my when I was young like. In fourth grade or something, fifth grade, my mom bought me a brother typewriter. Remember those electric typewriters? Yes, I have one. Yeah. So I used to do, like, reports on it and shit. And my dad would make me type up letters to uh, to the New York City DMV to try to get off of parking or speeding tickets and stuff and i would like <laughs> write these like long type these long ass letters with i'm sure a lot of grammar errors and shit like that you know and yeah i would like be like hey i'm innocent i'm not gonna pay this blah blah, blah. and i would like write letters to the state in fourth grade for my parents
1: yeah i mean it's a
0: it's I a mean, tough d- life yeah it's i mean I like
1: it's it's like you know you just learn how to negotiate like a lot of like government bureaucracy yeah
0: (laughs) at a very young age (laughs) yeah
1: like i mean that the IRS shit um what else did i do like jury duty stuff business licenses yeah i mean it's just like when i think back and and there's a part of it at least with i really identify with you here and i'm realizing this now it's like there's a certain part of us as adults that wanted to be children again
0: yes that's why we're doing comedy yes Absolutely, that's very
1: much it. Like, I, and I realize that now because when I th- I was such a serious little person, that was yes. like a, a a spaz. I was one hundred percent a spaz.
0: Oh my god, I completely agree. I was yeah. a little kid that all this all the adults would like sit around in a circle and put me in the middle and be like, "Here, talk about something," because they yeah. would be like so amazed that this little child was so precocious. But little did they know, precocious is just a SAT word for broken inside. <laughs>
1: I mean, precocious. Also, you can no longer be precocious after you turn like twenty-five.
0: I know. I was actually talking about that. How like it's like these... very upsetting. <laughs> yeah. It's like um, this is like it. It really turns into something sad. Yes. But, but it used to be like when you were a child. It was like, oh, how cute and amazing and like thoughtful and you know ebullient. This kid is. But when they turn twenty-five Wait, and they go you're, into the... okay,
1: ebullient. You just use ebullient. <laughs> okay fucker first of all where's my friend (laughs) are you wearing heels
0: (laughs) i'm reading leave me alone
1: (laughs) all right for for those of you who do not know what the word ebullient is i will spell it for you e-b-u-l-l-i-e-n-t look it up that's right (laughs) look it up
0: (laughs) i love how you spelled it and did not give a meaning for it
1: Look at. That's why I spelled it for them so they can look it up.
0: Go look it up. It's a good. It's a nice word to throw in there once in a while to throw your friends off your scent. It's a very,
1: it, and it's also a very okay in the context. Both Peter and I are incredibly brilliant. We okay? sure are. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's all like right. it's like a good word. Right. <laughs>
0: what What were you gonna say?
1: It's a good word on to have on hand.
0: It is. It's a nice yeah. word, and you know, it's a word that I'm not going to say what it's, it can be used instead of, but because this is homework, a, homework. That, that's your homework. Go back and do. My, <laughs> this is really <laughs> turning into an Asian American podcast. Yes. Uh, go up and look it up. Using it, in, try to use it once a week. You know, that's how the words stick to you, and then you remember what it's used for. <laughs> and that's Another- how
1: Peter got 780 on his SAT. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, right, 620 each. I got, like, perfectly even scores.
1: You got 620 each?
0: Yeah, 620 math, 620 English. I was a wow. horrible test taker. I still wow. am. I still am. I hate taking tests. Okay. Um, so, speaking that, that of brilliance, let's move on to our kick-ass <laughs> Koreans.
1: Ki- uh, yeah. yeah. All
0: right, who do you have for kick-ass Korean this week?
1: Okay, let me, let me pull him up here. His name... Is Maurice 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 Choi? What? I need to look this person up. <laughs> His name is Maurice Choi, and he is um photographer. No, oh. he's uh he's on uh he's uh, George Washington in uh, Hamilton. <gasps> what? Yes. What and- are you
0: talking about? He's in Broadway's Hamilton.
1: Yes, it's Marcus Choi, I'm sorry.
0: What is it, Marcus? Marcus
1: Marcus Choi, yeah. Oh, okay. And he is a Korean-American and has been cast as George Washington in the (gasps) second national tour of Hamilton.
0: Oh, my God. That's so fucking cool.
1: It is amazing. And this is the thing. When you make – Hamilton specifically, when you make race blind a priority – that gives different perspectives and opportunity to step into roles that, you know what I mean? Like the original George Washington is not Asian, but it doesn't fucking mm. matter, right? And that's what that's what that choice from uh, as a as a production Hamilton allows for. I mean, basically, this guy would have had to languish inside of some touring production of Miss Saigon and like The King and I for the rest of his fucking life. <laughs> Okay, I mean that's uh, God's honest truth. (laughs) Sure that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like I, I'm in these like, and I'm sure you. Oh, you're not on Facebook, but like I'm in a lot of like theater, Broadway sort of like based Asian American groups, and it's like just that. It's always King and I, and it's Miss Saigon, and there's like nothing else really if you want to do it at a level. That's it. And so like if you are a young Asian American theater kid. Like what do you see is your future?
0: How do you see yourself represented?
1: Yeah. And so like you put in all and, – and the thing is like honestly I um, very much respect all Broadway level actors and actresses. Like it's a fucking grind. I mean you have to be incredibly talented in like, in, like a triple threat sort of shit and like, you know, um, and be like beautiful as well. So to put in that time and then as an Asian-American person, like to only have two shows available to you, (laughs) Yeah, you
0: know, like that's,
1: you know, that that's what creating more work for our um, for different types of voices allows for. Anyways, that's that's my kick ass career.
0: Absolutely. That's very cool. He's I just looked at his IMDb and he's got a career, honey. (laughs) <laughs> he's been in everything, everything yeah. from Cougar Town to Happy Endings to Community to 90210 the Reboots, yeah. Grey's Anatomy, like everything. I mean, he's doing bit parts for these, but still Marvel's Agents of Shield, he was a double agent. Um Oh my god, he's been working. This is amazing. What a what a cool um he's been we on have- the Oa as a guest, retar- uh, rest, re- ooh, I almost said retarded guest recurring. <laughs> <laughs> he was on Homeland, Elementary, that series with Lucy Liu, and now he's yeah. touring with Hamilton. Good for you, Marcus Choi. Give it up for yeah. Marcus Choi, everyone. Yeah. yeah. Cool thing about him is he grew up in Fulton, California, but he's originally from Toronto, Canada. Mm-hmm. Which brings me to my kick-ass Korean, who is Look also. At your segue. <laughs> Who's also a Canadian Korean actor. And mm. her name is, you all know her, is none other than the fabulous, the ebullient Sandra Oh. <laughs> Yay! Yes. Yes, Sandy Oh. I mean, what? I was what wondering a- when we
1: were going to get to her. Uh, what's that? I was wondering when we were going to get to her.
0: We finally did. And yes. I'm glad that we did today because the reason why I waited was because she was, you know, obviously on Grey's Anatomy. <clears throat> and then she uh, had a really amazing, like, you know, supporting but really starring role in Sideways, that movie about wine, the wine country.
1: Oh, yeah. I That, love that was it.
0: really good. And she has been kind of doing a lot of theater but not on TV a lot lately But she's recently come back on a show called Killing Eve, Mm -hmm. uh, and it's for BBC America. And I was reading an article that she – and she's a very, like, all about Asian American visibility in Mm -hmm. Hollywood. And she does a lot of panels, and she goes around talking about it. And she recently said, like, hey – I forgot where I read it, but it was like – I know where I am in the industry and I know for young Asian Americans, especially women, you don't see yourselves represented and I'm here and I know that there's not much being done for it, but Mm -hmm. trust that I'm here and I'm on your side and I'm doing everything I can to make sure that your lives are easier and I thought that was Ooh. so fucking cool and gracious. She's great. And I love her for that. And like for someone who's not going like, oh, well, Hollywood picked me. So I guess I'm just better than the rest of you uh, Asian girls, you know, which a lot mm-hmm. of Asian actors will and do do that. Mm-hmm. And one of the actors that I-, I want to point out that does that is Darren Chris, who's half Filipino. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't know that. But I had no idea. And you know what? Most of the people in the world don't. And guess mm-hmm. what? It's because he actually said in an interview, they were like, oh, how do you feel about you know representing Filipinos? He was like, oh, well, I never think about that because most people think I'm white anyway. So I just say that I'm white.
1: Yeah. And I'm like,
0: fuck you, man. Like, yeah. you have a responsibility. and uh, uh, And for you to like... As a half Filipino person, to whitewash the rest of that away and be like, well, I could play Gianni Versace, I could play, uh, you know, Hedwig and all these, all these great roles that are being thrown at you because of Ryan Murphy and Glee. Like, you should, you, you should be going out there and being like, oh, also, I am half Filipino and I'm proud of this. You know, mm-hmm. like, and, and, and he's probably not proud of it and that's why he's doing that. So go fuck yourself, Darren Chris. Yeah. Secondly, let's go back to Sandra O. Oh. I thought this was a really cool thing she wrote in an article or she like was quoted saying racism exists let's start here I felt it I felt it deeply and I'm extremely fortunate Um, and uh, I say no to a lot of projects because I want to find the right project and then she talks about killing Eve and how she got that from her agent agent was like hey they want to offer you killing Eve like what do you think read over blah blah and let us know and then she said, When I got the script for Killing Eve, I remember I was walking around Brooklyn and I was on my phone with my agent, Nancy. I was quickly scrolling down the script and I can't really tell you what I was looking for. So I'm like, So, Nancy, I don't understand what's the part. And Nancy goes, Sweetheart, it's Eve. It's Eve. And in that moment, I did not assume the offer was for Eve, the leading role. I think about that moment a lot of just going, how deep have I internalized this? So many years of being seen a certain way, it deeply, deeply, deeply affects us. It's like, how does racism define your work? Oh, my goodness. I didn't even assume when being offered something that I would be one of the central storytellers. Why? And this is me talking, right? (sighs) After being told. I'm getting chills. Yeah. After being told to see things a certain way for decades, you realize, oh, my God. They brainwashed me. I was brainwashed. So that was a revelation Revelation to me. Now, Oof. what a moment of clarity she's had at that point where she's giving... She's being offered the titular role of this goddamn show and she's going, hey, I don't know what my part is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What? <sighs> this is, Peter- yet again, something that we have to deal with as POC that white people just don't ever have to deal with. And I want you to listen to this. If you're a a white person, like just think about that for a hot damn second, please.
1: That Sandra Oh, a person, she's a movie star.
0: Star of screen and stage.
1: Of screen and stage has been on Grey's Anatomy. I mean, she's a household name. Yes. And that she, at that part, at this point in her career, couldn't see herself as the lead.
0: Yeah, because she was told she won't be. For so many years. So what does that even say about us? Right? Like people who are just starting out. That means we have a long road ahead. And as Sandra O once said, for Asian Americans in Hollywood, it's all about persistence. Keep doing it. Mm -hmm. Keep staying in the game. Put your head down and work, work, work. I fucking love her. And I'm and I've had like a weird week today, this week, where like today I got an email back from my manager saying that like all three of our pitches that we're working on are like not. Really good enough for CBS? This network, we're you know like uh, yeah. we're doing trying to do a network. Tr- so go back to a drawing board. And I'm like, fuck, you know like, and it ah uh, that's rough. It really is so tough to be constantly rejected. But hey, stick to your guns. If you think it's good, there's a there's a good chance that someone else will think it's good. Especially if white people are telling you that it's not good enough.
1: Also, titular. What are you reading lately, Peter?
0: <laughs> I don't know if I know what that means.
1: <laughs> yes, you do. You, sp- you used it correctly. And I will I will spell it for the listeners so they can go look it up if you don't know.
0: Please spell it.
1: T-I-T-U-L-A-R. That's titular. right.
0: Titular. Go look up titular and ebullient. And that's your homework for this week. It's been a short episode this week. We got a couple of yeah. things we have to take care of. But thank you so much for listening. Do you have anything to uh, plug real quick before we go? Wow. <laughs> Says it all.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> check, it, check me out. Check out my website. I'm going to go see a, uh, another play this weekend. That What's my, the website? Oh, my website is The Best Angie. The, the, the best one. The best one. The
0: best Angie. That's right. Yeah. Oh, by the way, speaking of play, um, this lady who was in that play that you mentioned that we mentioned in the podcast reached out Helen to Julie. me. Helen yeah, yeah. Julie. Yeah. You know her?
1: Uh uh uh-huh oh
0: yeah she was like thank you so much for plugging the the play I love your podcast I'm like oh my god people are listening yeah dude (laughs) that's amazing (laughs) (laughs) well thank you for listening hey kick ass on the play I don't know if I'll have time to watch it when I'm back in uh Chicago in May because I'm. it's already done oh it's already gone all right whatever yeah (laughs) (laughs) I'll try to catch the next one (laughs) All right, so if you're in the L.A. area, please come out to Baby Wine West on Friday. That's April 6th at 10 p.m. at the Acme Comedy Theater. It's only $5, all right? And I don't have any comps because it's a new theater we're doing this thing with, and they want to see if we could bring some crowd. So if you want to see some queer-ass acts, Uh, We got Brianna Baker. We have Kyle Kasabian. We got Jared Goldstein. uh, We got Jeff Moline, who is on the board of OutFest. Like, there's going to be a lot of cool things happening. So please come out and support us, queer comedy. It's five dollars, ten p.m. at the Acme Comedy Theater in Hollywood. All right, that's about it.
1: Post loudness. Bye. Audio on the front.